As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Garden America, the country's most listened to gardening show where we talk about gardening, horticulture, landscaping, and more. In fact, we'll discuss anything that has to do with growing plants and keeping your yard in tip-top shape. Now, here are your hosts, Brian Maine, John Bagnasco, and Tiger Palafox on the Garden America Radio and Media Network. Welcome one and all. We are back. How are you? Hope you had a good week. Happy weekend to you. Uh, if you're listening to us, watching us live, it is Saturday morning at about 7 after. Welcome to Garden America. Your buddies are back. Your garden buddies. I'm Brian Main, Tiger Palafox, John Bagnasco. We had a good week. Hoping for an even better weekend. We're glad you're aboard from the uh, very start, hopefully all the way to the finish. And those who join us periodically every now and then. It is good to have you. Tiger, congratulations on a job well done getting us on the air on Facebook Live this morning. A little little scare this a morning. A little scare, but, but you know we're what? We're doing okay. I think we just handled it okay. We kicked back and we didn't, nobody panicked. Yeah. That was the key right there. Nobody panicked. <laughs> when, when you say that, it reminds me of that office episode when there's practicing like a fire drill or something like that. Oh, yeah. And Michael's like, nobody panic. Nobody panic. He's running around panicking. And he's running. Oh, that was like an old Seinfeld when George was at the uh, that kid's birthday party and he thought and there that was fire a fire. Started, right? And he ran over everybody to get out. <laughs> and then he later on said, I was only clearing the way. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we are Garden America. Welcome. We have a guest lined up today. Last week, it was just us talking and kind of a show and tell, right? This week, we're going to be talking about, uh, it's Craig Harvesting. Yeah, we're talking with Craig Madden from Yard to Table Creations. And we're going to be talking about what uh, to harvest now. So what's seasonally being harvested at the moment? And then what to do with those, you know, meals, uh, pickling, jarring, jamming, storing, share with neighbors. We'll figure it all out. Now, you said... uh, from yard to table. Yeah. So we're going to talk about all the things that happen in between there. Right. Yeah. From the yard to the table. Because that's easy. Yard, table. What about in between? Well, well, I, <laughs> you know, on Garden America, I think we have the yard part t- covered, right? Right. Craig's going to help us get it onto the table there. Yeah. And we've had him on before. Yeah. And he's always generated a lot of interest with our listeners and viewers. So stay tuned for that. So that'll be segment number two, John. I planted, uh, speaking of yard to table, I planted two citrus trees yesterday. When's the last time you planted a citrus tree? Yesterday. (laughs) He's quick, isn't he? Yeah. You know what? You're taking your Prevagen, aren't you? (laughs) No, I'm not. I I need Prevagen. Um, I planted uh, St. Teresa melon, and I was thinking of you when I planted it. Okay. Please, tell me the tie-in. I I can't figure this one out. Well, the tie-in is that it's a... uh, a sour lemon, right? Lemons are sour. Not sure I like it so far. With just ahead. a hint of sweetness. Okay. And it's the best lemon for making limoncello. 
Oh, there, there's the tie-in. Yeah. There's the tie-in. So I thought, when I get a good crop of these, I'll bring Brian a, a bunch of them, and wow. you can have some homemade limoncello. You're going to make homemade limoncello no, you for are. me? What? Me? You are, yes. Oh, okay. Well, that's very nice. So We had some recipes. Didn't sweet, somebody you give said, you... Right? You made it before, right? No, I've never made it. Really? It takes a long time. It, it's not a quick process. It has I think one of our listeners gave me a bottle for you that I gave you once. Do you remember that? We and then I, I made some for the show one time. Remember Maybe when we had the limoncello show? You, all you did was bring gin in the studio with no. a bunch of lemons and squeezed them into the gin. That's not limoncello. <laughs> <laughs> what? Then, it's not. And then You're I planted crazy. a Shasta Gold tangerine or mandarin. And Shasta Gold is one of the new mandarins. Uh, really prolific, sweet, and seedless. Nobody likes seedless. Nobody, Nobody likes, likes seeds. seeds, I should say. Right. Everybody likes seedless. I'm wondering on watermelon. I've only been buying seedless watermelons. Do they even sell watermelons with seed anymore? I don't know. Do they? I... Yeah. I don't... Maybe, but... You know, it's kind of fun to have the seeds. What else are you going to spit at people? Because you like exactly you like to spit it. Well, I'm wondering right? if the seeds out. if the seeded varieties are sweeter. You think so? Well, I know originally the the seedless watermelons were not as sweet, uh-huh. but they've developed them over the years, and I don't know. That's one fruit that's evolved in the last hundred years. <laughs> it has. <laughs> well, all the original watermelons we've talked about before were white. They weren't right, red. Right, right, right. Now you say the Japanese were the first ones to develop square watermelons, or one of the first? Right. Shape them. Shape them, yeah. Right. I still want to do that. I haven't done it yet. still need to do that. And the Japanese sell them as square watermelons. They're a lot easier to Great stack on the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> Great for shipping. And they they grow them to the size that fits in their refrigerator. <laughs> it's perfect. See the, why? Why they think they, ahead? They, they um, absolutely, yeah. Space they, is at a premium in Japan. I was going to say they, you know, they work with nature to make it fit. Although they joke, they grow those giant strawberries though. That's it's a funny. great quote you they, just said. We work with nature to make it fit. <laughs> Boy, that can apply to anything. Good yeah. job, Tiger. There you go. Write yeah. that down. Yeah. Hey, Lisa in Redding uh, says good morning. With uh, letting us know it's 109. Already? In Reading? That's what she says. Ooh, ouch. Oh, my goodness. Lisa got nowhere to go but up now. Good morning to Kim from Tucson. I'm curious as to what uh, Tucson is like right now, temperature-wise. Six inches of rain. No. (laughs) Did you notice it was a bit cooler here yesterday? I saw Texas had some storms coming in. Texas? Some tropical storms, yeah. Supposed to be huge. Welcome to the humidity, Texas. Yeah, it was a bit cooler yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. It was nice. It's supposed yeah. to cool off the next couple of days, and then it's going to warm back up. Of course. Sir. We always like these little breaks, you know, like five degrees cooler. <laughs> John, where he lived, so he didn't even notice it. Oh, no. Did you notice? Did you notice that cooler yesterday? A little bit yesterday, yeah. but today's going to be much cooler than it has been, like 15 degrees cooler. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, That'll be nice. You got to like that. And that was why I planted those two trees yesterday, because it was finally cooled off a little uh, bit to where I could do something. I should hitch a ride up to uh, Temecula. You, you can drop me off at your exit. I got to keep going to Temecula after the show also. Today? Yeah, I got to go meet a client out there. And then next week, you've got soccer after the show. Yeah. Is that in Temecula in as well? Carlsbad. Carlsbad. Yeah. So a little closer. 
Hey, and Kevin mentioned how much he likes our show, but he especially likes the adult beverage sections. <laughs> See? <laughs> See? Sometimes Told you. we get off topic just a little bit here, yeah. but, but you can tie in the lemons with the... Uh, with the adult beverage, I don't, I don't know of any drink yet. You can't tie a lemon into it, right? Brings a bottle of gin, <laughs> squeezes lemons in it, or vodka, vodka, whatever. Yeah, limoncello. Lisa you, clarified that it was 109 later today. No, oh, not right oh. now. Well, still, it's hot, hot. So, so you know though that you know what alcohol they use to make limoncello? Vodka, right? They, it's like. Just straight alcohol, so it's not even vodka. You know, when I went to go oh, look at the a, recipe, there's a name for it, right? Well, well, Everclear, well, like ever, Everclear. yes, yes, they, Everclear. that's what they tell you to use when making limoncello. And you know, in California, you can't even buy the proper amount of Everclear because tell you a story they restrict the alcohol content. Everclear in college, <laughs> so we would have these parties, and we would buy Everclear. Back then in Arizona, you could buy Everclear. It's 100%. It's just pure. You can run your car off it. Yeah. Right? We'd get a big trash can, huge trash can, and pour two bottles of Everclear in there. Uh -huh. right? Then we would tell people to bring your favorite drink, punch, 7-Up, Coke, whatever. Just mix it in there. And we would just Ugh. pour everything oh, in there, stir it up, and if it was done right, it was like punch. You really couldn't. You knew there was alcohol, but you really couldn't taste the Everclear. Oh, wow. Let me let me tell and you. If you do it right, it it's also uh, antiseptic, right? So you don't need to wash out the trash can first. <laughs> I will tell you this. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty much correct. Yeah, you're pretty yeah, much oh, right. Guys in college aren't even going to think of washing out the trash can. But, but there were people lined up to throw up in the house, and uh, then those people that couldn't wait were outside. Other people were just fine. <laughs> But, but I remember Everclear. It was like somebody said, yeah, they make moonshine out of that. Yeah. It's just pure alcohol. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, I know. It just gives me a headache thinking about those days. Yeah. So you're saying that the alcohol content is too high to be sold in California? Correct. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. Correct. But you can get it on Amazon, right? Yeah. Get, get, it, it. get it on Amazon. Get it delivered. Hey, let's do a John's quote of the week. Let's We've got it. a break coming up. We'll be contacting our guest, Craig, from... Uh, Yard to table today. Yep. Harvesting. So stay tuned for that. John, what you got for us? Uh, let's see. <laughs> Put him on the spot. It's okay. This is live. Live for those on the Facebook, those on, those on BizTalk Radio. It's pre-recorded, and I can tell you that in the end, everything works out. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. All I all I had to do was, uh, speaking of yard to table, the quotes from Mario Batali. Oh, perfect. Oh, beautiful. Let's yeah. do it, John. Pizza. And this was uh, before his controversy. Yeah. Uh, he said, we need to figure out a harvest system to collect the produce that stores don't put out for customers to buy because it's not perfect looking. Frankly, the stuff left to rot in the storeroom is more beautiful to me than the perfect carrot. I'm a gnarly carrot kind of guy. Gnarly yeah. spelled with a K? No, G on. Oh, gee, okay. Very good. That, see, that's good. I like that. Yeah. What to do with all the rest of it, right? And I think there's companies that have actually yeah. started like an ugly produce, produce. company. There's, there's a ton that ship right. you boxes of produce that has been rejected because there's a lot of really good produce out there that just simply that doesn't look nice, but it still will go into a soup or a stew or a lasagna just fine. It is break time. How about that? Segment two coming up here in just a very few minutes. A longer break on BizTalk Radio. Quicker coming back on Facebook Live. Welcome to Garden America. Happy weekend. I'm Brian Main. John Bagnasco at Tiger Fox. We do it every weekend. We're glad you're here. Those on BizTalk Radio. Those on Facebook Live. Back after these messages on BizTalk Radio. Stay with us.
Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome back to the Garden America Radio Show with Brian, John, and Tiger. We are back after that break. Thank you to those that are tuned in on BizTalk Radio. This is last week's show, by the way. Go to our Facebook page, Garden America Radio Show, to watch us live each and every week. You can also uh, chime in with your questions and your comments. That said, all the business out of the way. Craig is ready to go, Tiger. Let's do this from uh, table to yard and everything in between. <laughs> table back to the yard. Now we're composting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. We're talking with Craig Madden with Yard to Table Creations. Good morning, Craig. How are you? Good morning. Well, how are you guys? Good, good. Yeah, Thanks Tiger for... liked my comment, just reversing everything, you know, from uh, from uh, yard to table, table to yard there, Craig. But we're going to straighten it out with you this morning. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Greg. We, uh, you know, no stranger to the show. Thanks for joining us again. Um, Thanks for having me. For our listeners that aren't familiar with yard to table creations, um, give us a little bit of a rundown of what you do and your background, please. Um, pretty quickly, I uh, was a chef for about a decade, um, got into gardening kind of naturally through food. And when I got tired of getting cooked myself in the kitchen, I uh, decided to start a business that helped build and maintain gardens at people's houses and then teach them how to cook them, bring, you know, bring the food into their kitchen. So hence the yard to table, because to me, the getting it on the table is kind of the most important part. Yeah. And, you know, it's fun. I've I've loved to be able to see this uh, company evolve over the years because, you know, Craig and I go way back and Craig used to work for us at Mission Hills Nursery and Eco Gardeners before he got his real start over there at Yard to Table. Um, you know, it's been a great ride for you. I mean, you you kind of started pre-COVID and then during COVID, you know, lots of people were interested in this whole growing their own food trend and gardening trend, right? Which helped your business kind of grow. But sure. at the same time, you've also seen what people can do efficiently, efficiently, and um, you know what what works and what doesn't work, right? For sure, it's been a crazy ride. That's that's for sure. Um, it's uh, you know, it's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I got to see. A, some of the few positive that came out of COVID, I got to see a lot of people kind of change their lives for the better while the chaos was going on around them. 
Um, and I got to help be a part of that for some of these people building gardens in their houses and, and, you know, just helping them kind of get back in touch with something a lot of people have lost touch with, which is just where your food comes from and how much work it takes to actually get it. Um, as far as, uh, as far as kind of the up and down, you know, COVID was really good for my business because so many people were home and actually had the time to, to want to build a garden and, and, you know, to needed something to distract them, um, from what was going on. Uh, but coming from, you know, when I started with you at Mission Hills Nursery was some crazy idea of, I was of this business I was going to start, but I didn't see anywhere else to where we're at now. It's been, it's been pretty incredible. <laughs> it's been pretty wild. Yeah. And you know, I'm a, a big kind of social media guy here, Craig, and there's a trend right now. Uh, a lot of, uh, farmers, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, I guess they're all farmers, you know, even cat cattle people, chicken people, sure. farmers, um, there's a, and I don't know if it's true, so don't quote me on it, but it's saying 1.5% of the population produces the food for our country and, you know, other parts of the world. And it's crazy to think that, yeah, like as far as, you know, farmers out there um, and everybody creating food, that it's such a small portion of our population that is actually the ones doing all the work, actually the people doing all of the growing, all of the harvesting and all of that for our populace. And it's like, wow, like, you know, you don't really gain the respect for it until you start to do it yourself. Right. Yeah. 100%. Um, and that's probably one of the, between working with children and getting people to understand that point specifically are maybe the two most rewarding parts of what I do. Uh, with the kids, it's easy because they're easy to teach and they're willing participants <laughs> with, with adults. It's not just getting them to respect how much work goes into creating all this food, but getting them to understand the difference in quality. Um, mm-hmm. just, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of numbers like you quoted, um, and a lot of very slow numbers. I don't think they're off at all. Uh, and I joke that with my business, all I really do is teach people how we lived 150 years ago mm. and how a vast majority of the world still lives. Um, I got really interested in food history, which kind of, you know, tells a really, it tells you, it gives you a good perspective of human history when you look at it through the, through the eyes of food. And when you see how just a hundred years ago, pretty much everybody had to have a garden unless you were the elite of the elite, you know, unless you lived in New York city, you know, in the, in the turn of the century in 1900, you know, you had to have a garden to survive because we didn't have the transportation. We didn't have the roads. We didn't have the planes. We didn't have everything that we have now. So as the industrial and technological revolutions kind of, waved over our countries, the amount of land and the amount of people that were willing to continue to do this really, really hard job to sustain the rest of us just kept dwindling all the way down to, like you said, but you know, maybe 1% of the population or so is providing all the food that we eat. Yeah. And, and it's crazy because people don't even have to go too far back. I mean, you know, John no. sitting right here next to me remembers going to the grocery store and you didn't always have whatever you wanted at your fingertips, you know, like if it wasn't blueberry season, there were no blueberries. Oh, if that's it wasn't, exactly right. Yeah. You know, it wasn't tomato well, yeah. season. There were no tomatoes. I mean, nowadays kids go to the grocery store. If they want a blueberry, there is a blueberry there. If they want yeah. a tomato, there's a tomato yeah. there. It's very yeah. different. But, but is that a good thing? And I don't know right. if it is because the quality of the, the quality of yep. the products that you're eating is, is so, so far below what it was only, you know, 50 years ago. Yeah. You know, the, one of the biggest issues that I run into now with, cause you know, we have a lot of, a lot of food is grown all over the world that actually comes in. You know, we get a lot of food here from Mexico and South America when, like you said, when we're out of season here, but the downside to that is that we're losing all the nutritional value in our food. 
Um, I just finished a book um, that was talking about how the nutritional value in our food has dropped sometimes as far as 90% to what it was 50 years ago. Um, and one of the examples they were using were the big obvious ones, corn and wheat, because mm. the reasons we're growing corn and wheat now are less and less for human consumption and more and more for animal feeds and fuels. Yeah. So the nutritional value doesn't matter. On top of that, we're depleting all of the nutritional value from our, from our farming land. And it's not being replaced because we're not practicing regenerative farming techniques. So, Every every year, every crop, there's less and less nutrition in the soil, which is going directly into our bodies when we eat. So now when you read like an FDA listing of what nutritional value is supposed to be in your food, and then you go and actually test it, it's most of the time not even close anymore, wow. which is causing a real problem in our in the health of, a, of our population. Yeah. Yeah, lots of lots of crazy things happening with our food, but we are glad to have you joining us this morning to talk about what we can do with our own food. Um, we're gonna have to take a break here in about another uh, forty-five minute. seconds. Yeah, minute. Forty-five seconds. Or okay, so, yeah. but um, um, so we can start a little bit, Craig. I might have to cut you off. Um, no what are some things that you're seeing your clients that you know is being harvested at this moment? You know, right right um, at the kind of end of summer here. Right now, it's figs and grapes. Figs? Everywhere I look, figs and grapes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, figs, yeah and, just, and the problem with both of those is that they're determinate, so uh, you get them all at once. Uh, and I, you know, so like we have twenty grapevines at a nonprofit garden that I run, and the amount of work that it takes within about a six-week period to get all that harvested before they rot on the vine or before the animals get them is pretty incredible. We have to bring in a pretty big team of volunteers just to get all that stuff harvested, and then it's, what do you do with all these grapes? Perfect. Hey, Greg, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we will continue talking with Craig Madden with Yard to Table Creations. And again, those on the Facebook Live questions, comments, post them right there on the comments section of our Facebook page here on Garden America. Don't forget our website, GardenAmerica.com, YouTube channel, Garden America Radio Show. When you go there, be sure to like and subscribe. We're going to take a break. Uh, stay with us. Those on BizTalk Radio, those on Facebook Live, back after these messages for our friends, our good friends, our great sponsors on BizTalk Radio. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Garden America Radio Show with Brian, John, and Tiger. We are back. Thank you so much. Our good friends are... Viewers, watchers, listeners on Facebook Live, and of course our uh, listeners, John, on Biz Talk Radio, pre-recorded show. We are back talking about uh, yard to table, or as I said earlier, if you're going to compost, table to yard. <laughs> with Craig, uh, Tiger, back to you. Yeah, so we're chatting with Craig Madden with yard to table, and before the break, you were just talking about what is being harvested right now, this time of year. And Craig, you mentioned a uh, term, um, you know, a lot of time used in talking about tomatoes, determinate or indeterminate. And, you know, I want to kind of go back to that real quick because it is a big deal when fruit or vegetables are more determinate when, like what you said, they're they're all kind of coming on at one time, right? Yeah, and that's, that's generally the biggest challenge, you know, for a lot of my clients. Um, you know, teaching people, essentially what I do isn't just teach people about gardening, it's teaching them how to change their habits, mm. teaching them how to shop out of their garden before they shop from the store. And... A lot, you know, I was a chef for 10 years, so I see 50 pounds of something and I'm like, okay, I, you know, I got some ideas. Most people don't have that kind of experience. So <laughs> it gets to be really overwhelming really quickly. Um, you know, I'm harvesting, we have a pretty large um, tiger stripe panache fig uh, at the same nonprofit garden that I mentioned earlier. And I'm harvesting about 10 to 12 pounds a week off of that tree. And if you're somebody at home who's new to gardening, that's a lot of food to have to deal yeah. with. So how do you process it? What do you do? Which is where I provide a lot of recipes for people. I come into your house, you know, do cooking demonstrations, preserving classes, kind of try and impart some of my chef knowledge to, to my clients at home so that they are less overwhelmed and less intimidated by the process because it feels very daunting. But once you do it once or twice, you realize it's just, it's, it's work, but it's not that bad. Um, and, and there's nothing worse to me than going through all this effort to grow all this food and then not being able to enjoy it, whether that means consuming it yourself or sharing it with other people. Um, but you know, for me, the garden and the garden and the kitchen are kind of a similar space. They're the gathering places. One's inside, one is outside and they're gathering places because there's food there. And so being able to share that food with the community, with your family, you know, with your neighbors, um, with your coworkers is, is a big part of this, but you know, to use figs or grapes as examples, you've got about two days before they start to go. Wow. So you have to preserve them right away. Um, otherwise, you're you know rushing into work, trying to give them away as fast as possible, and losing quality all along the way. So coming in and being able to you know make jams and make jellies, and when it comes to tomatoes and other fruits, you know pickling and things like that, just to make sure that you get to enjoy all of the work that you put in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is the funny thing, right? Is you know for for people that don't know or haven't done it yet you know they they talk about oh you know i can buy this tomato at the grocery store for 99 cents and it took me 20 dollars just to buy to yeah. grow this one tomato yeah. off of my plant you know but as you as we were talking about before there's there's benefit in it benefits to it that are aside from monetary wise you know you're talking about well, nutrition there's something, about that's something that's often not considered when it comes to when it comes to prices of food is that the prices in the store aren't real yeah, those prices in the store are just tax subsidized prices because the government pays for a lot of this food. So if you're looking at how you know, I think there's a lot of truth in that joke. <laughs> but at the same time, um, you know what you're you're gaining a lot out of it. One, you're paying you're paying you're getting a better idea of the real price of food, like we talked about earlier about how much work goes into it, and how much time it takes, mm -hmm. but also the, just the quality. 
you know, we, we lose track of quality because our food keeps being modified for shelf life and for to be able to travel. But nobody's ever considering flavor when they're making these changes to our food. So we're just slowly losing that quality along with we're paying, you know, the, the example I use is pork. I buy my pork from a farmer in Ramona. I pay about $13, $14 a pound for it when it's all said and done and broken down. You know, and it's hard to look at that when you see pork for three fifty a pound at the <laughs> store. But yeah. then you go, okay, well, what am I getting here? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like if it's that cheap, you should be worried. It's like buying, you know, it's like buying anything that's super cheap. You should, it should give you pause and give you cause for concern a little bit because you don't know what's in there and how did we get this cheap and is that right? Is that normal? Yeah. You know, with your produce, it's that's you know that problem exists as well. You know, Craig, you bring up a good point about the taste because we grow cherry tomatoes and there's nothing better than going out there, picking a cherry tomato while I'm out working in the garden, popping it in my mouth, and it's the sweetest, best tasting tomato that that you can get. So your point is very well taken. You know, watching my daughter grow up, my daughter's grown up with a garden. I, I built a garden. My, I built my first garden in my house when she was just barely born. And so she's never known a life without it. But some of my best memories is just watching her run around the garden and pick the raspberries and pick the green beans and walk over and grab handfuls of basil and just chew on them. And, you know, and then then on the flip side, we go over to, you know, somebody's house and she says, well, can I have a, you know, can I have a snack? And they give her a snack and then she comes up to me and says, I don't really like the way this tastes. And it's not (laughs) because she's being rude. It's just because she knows a different level of quality when it comes to food and hasn't known anything else. So, you know, to see, to, to know that she has that knowledge in her, to know that that's, that's a part of her life now, no matter what, for the rest of her life is super important to me. Yeah, it's because you set the bar, see. So see, and I and I have the and I have the opposite problem with my kids because I take them out in the world, and I remember we were in um, we were in Bali, and in Bali they had these fresh juices, guava, apple, orange juice, you know, just wonderful juices that were cloudy and you can tell the person made them that morning and i give my daughter apple juice which she has always drank apple juice and she drank that and was like this is gross and i'm like no this is real apple juice yeah this is fresh (laughs) yes the the apple juice we get in the store is not real apple juice not all the added sugar (laughs) everything else that that goes into it yeah so um, well you know again going back to is technology really improving things it's making more food available which is important we need people to eat but at the same time you know is how do we balance out the we need to get the food out versus we also need to keep it good for us and tasting good yeah definitely well craig um you know we 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 talked about figs and uh grapes you know that you're harvesting Mm now um You know, let's kind of lead into maybe either some of the other stuff or what are you doing with these figs and grapes now that you've have this plethora of them? You know, I, be, before Craig answers that, I quickly wanted to mention that that uh, I, I have a tiger fig at my house, too, mm-hmm. which I was eating last week and it's delicious. But I think one of the considerations of what you're going to grow if you have limited space is is grow something you can't get at the supermarket. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like fresh figs are almost impossible to get because they don't ship well. So I think that should be part of the consideration yeah. also. Yeah, yeah no, you bring up a really good point because I, I always advise my clients to go one of two ways. Either to go that direction, which is if you want to play, let's play. Like Let's grow some stuff that you can't find. The other right. option is to, if you're really trying to sustain your family off of this, give me the list of everything you're buying at the store and let's grow that stuff so that you can actually sustain, you know, your, the, your, 
what you're what you're eating and what your kids are used to eating, especially for families with young kids who maybe be, would be resistant to some change. But yeah, your point is to either go one way or the other. Right. The middle road, especially if you have a small space, doesn't really work because you don't have the room to grow a large variety of things. Mm-hmm. So it's oftentimes better to pick a couple of things that you really want for whatever reason and focus on growing those. Yeah, even if you're going to have uh, buy a pumpkin for Halloween, you if you've got a small yard, you don't want to plant Atlantic giant <laughs> pumpkins. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Some people try anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so Craig, um. Either what other kinds of things are being harvested right now, or what are you doing with those grapes and figs? Well, when it when it comes to the, this part time of the season, we're starting to get into that weird time of the season where you know we, we're kind of, we're out of time to plant a lot of the, a lot of the summer stuff. You know, the days are getting shorter, um, and our fall is really hot. Um, as far as what to do with with all the food you have, uh, I, I'm a big fan of preserving everything that I can because it allows me to continue to use it throughout the year. Um, I'm also a big fan of preserving things throughout the year to supplement our Christmas gifts. Mm. And we're, at a, we're at a point in our lives now where nobody around us wants any more stuff. We have kind of a general rule amongst both sides of our family, both my wife's side of the family and myself. Uh, where we just don't want things, you know, the kid, even the kids are getting older and they don't really need or want as much stuff. And so we keep it to consumables. So anything you've made, anything you've preserved, anything you've baked, anything you can drink, you know, just to, just so we don't end up with a bunch more crap around our house and, you know, after Christmas, plus everybody enjoys it more. So yeah. I tend to, to do a lot of preserving throughout the year and just stash it in my garage. And then come Christmas time, we like to build baskets. My wife loves to bake. So we usually have kind of a baking extravaganza the week before Christmas and uh, she'll make all kinds of cookies and and muffins and all kinds of delicious stuff. And then I'll take out the jars of preserves and we'll add those in, maybe a bottle of uh, their favorite wine or, or, or liquor or whatever they like and put that all together. And people are always happier with that than anything else we could buy from the store. Yeah. You know, it shows a lot of love. It, it a lot of love, a lot of thought, and it's always fun sharing something that you actually created. I mean, you know, we talk about this in the show a lot of times where gardeners love to share, you know, whether it's how that flower came out or how that fruit came out or, you know, how the plant is doing. We love to post pictures. We love to share. So that is a great way to share what you're doing. Hey, Craig, we're going to take another break right now. When we get back, we'll continue chatting with Craig Madden with Yard to Table Creations um, and talking more about what's harvesting right right now and what to do with it absolutely and again those on uh, facebook live questions comments right there in the comment section those on biz talk radio you are listening to a pre-recorded show so we're going to take a break for you specifically for you with uh, these messages on biz talk radio Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Garden America Radio Show with Brian, John, and Tiger. Back. Thank you for tuning in on Biz Talk Radio. Those on Facebook Live, always good to have you. We are talking about uh, a lot of things in terms of harvesting and how it does get to our stores, our tables, and uh, so on and so forth with Craig Tiger. So let's uh, let's get back to that conversation. And again, if you're on Biz Talk Radio, this is the final segment of our number one. You've got news coming up top of the hour. Hopefully, you're back with us at six minutes after. Yeah, and before the break, Craig was telling us what he does with this excess harvest, whether it's making it into a, a jam, a preserve, or pickling it, and then keeping it for a great time to share is during the holidays. Now, Craig, I know um, you know you have plenty of time in the day. You know, I mean, you you've got your family, you've got your business, and you, while you were talking and you were mentioned that butcher you talked about visiting, I'm like, oh, Craig should probably he should be like a butcher of fruit and vegetables, and you should just <laughs> you know, have I people. Actually, I do a lot of that for my clients, um, you, especially when clients go out on vacation. You know, summertime. Summertime is always kind of chaotic uh, for my business because it's and, and same for me. I, like everyone else, we're traveling. Yeah, you know, we have a nine-year-old. We like to go on adventures. We like to go on epic camping trips. And somebody's got to harvest the garden because the summertime is also when everything is coming ready. And we all know, you know, squash is the big one. You leave for a week, you come back, and you've got a you know nine-foot squash in your yard <laughs> yep. that that was two inches long when you last looked at it. Yeah. Um, so I provide a service where I actually will uh, show up to people's houses, harvest a garden for them, which I'm doing as part of my normal service anyway, but I'll bring it back, um, either chop it up. Um, oftentimes I'll pickle it for them. It, at the very least, we'll chop it up and freeze it um, so that they at least can enjoy um, you know, the, the fruits of their labor when they get back. There's a lot of things that you really can't save and freeze, things like you know herbs, um, stuff like that that we can dry or we can turn into you know different sauces. Uh, one of the things I really like to do, because I actually find that herbs uh, sometimes are the hardest thing for people to deal with because, you know, when you put one basil plant and you get it established and you let it grow, that's a lot of basil. Yeah. How much basil can you use in Caprese? Not a lot. <laughs> you know, but one easy way to use up a lot of your herbs is just to make flavored oils. So mm-hmm. one thing I do a lot for my clients is I bring up, bring the herbs back and I just blend them up with some with oil and salt because they're really versatile. You can use them to make marinades. You can use them to make your salad dressings. You can use them as sauces on on you know chicken and fish and beef you know you can make chimichurri pretty quick chimichurri is one of the most delicious sauces on earth you know in the winter time you have a little bit too much cilantro or you can make chimichurri out of almost any herb um you throw some vinegar in there you throw some red peppers in there you throw whatever herb you have available you blend it all up with some oil you throw it in a jar and you got it for six months yeah yeah, it's a great that's way to a, season that's with a too, right? Really good way to make sure that you're not letting your herbs just go to waste because we all know once they flower, we're done. 
Yeah. It's a lot easier than what I did because I had extra basil, and I thought, what am I going to do? I went and got a water buffalo so that I could make the b- buffalo cheese, but then my water bill went up, and I had the cost of feeding the buffalo. And I wish I would have known about this idea ahead of time. Yeah, yeah, but at least you're buffalo in your backyard, so it's not like you went out of your way. <laughs> Well, that's true. That's true. Uh, uh, you, you brought me to another point, actually, with the Caprese water buffalo conversation. Is um, <laughs> cherry tomatoes is another one. You know, your cherry tomatoes one this time of year they're 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 producing a lot. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and another really quick, easy way because a lot of my clients are really busy people. That's why they hired me to begin with. You're people that you know are running businesses, they have careers, they have children, their kids are all in sports. You know, they have all the same problems the rest of us do. Um, so they don't have a lot of time to put into doing a lot of this preserving and they don't necessarily want to pay me any more money to do it themselves. So I like to come up with really quick ideas like the oils. Another one for cherry tomatoes is to do tomato confit, which is simply putting your washed cherry tomatoes in a jar, throw a couple garlic cloves, a couple sprigs of rosemary or whatever herb you like, heat up some oil to about 220 degrees, pour it on top and put a lid on it. So what that essentially does is flash cooks the tomatoes, breaks the skin a little bit, you know, softens them up, and then they're preserved for as long as you want them. You can use them again in salads. You can use them as garnish on a on a dinner plate. You can put them, you know, you can use them anywhere you want. And then you have the flavored oil on top, which you can then again use, like I mentioned before, to build marinades and build dressings and yeah. whatever else you want to do with it. Oh, man, Craig. But it's, a, you, it's something, you know, if you have 10 pounds of cherry tomatoes and you just need to deal with it right now, that takes yeah. about 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It, and, you know, and you make it sound so easy, Craig, right. you know, right. I mean, you know, it, it is awesome. As you said, this is, you know, this is what you do, but you know, you offer this program for people, they learn how to do it then. And maybe it becomes easier for them. You do a lot of classes. There's a lot of information on your, um, you know, your website. Um, you know, so it's, it's more like, Hey, let's get started. And then hopefully you do it enough where it does become easy. Right. Yeah, I think, and oftentimes it doesn't take much. It, you know, I think people are more intimidated by the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, like with, I like with anything, really, anything that you don't know. Like the idea of learning a new thing is intimidating. And so I'm really, you know, I'm really community focused in my business. That's I, I tell every, every new client, you know, I'm building community first. The money comes second because if you take care of your community, the money will be there. Your community will take care of you. Mm-hmm. And I firmly believe that. So I'm I'm big in empowering people to get over the fear. And be self-sufficient. Like I want you, if I do my job as well as I can, I want you to not need me anymore. Okay. Like that's, that's, you know, I don't know if that's the best business plan, but I think it's important. I think it's important to, to, to build your community up like that. And what I really find is that nobody ever says, you know what, we don't need you anymore. They just need me less, which is really nice and really rewarding because that means they actually took what I taught them and and took it home and, and are now doing it themselves. You know, they still need help with the garden. They still need help, you know, with the time management and just, spending the time in the garden to keep it alive, but helping people get more familiar with it, less intimidated with it, less intimidated with using their produce more into just that yard to table concept, which isn't just a company name for me. It's, it's a lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know, take you to, to put in all that work yourself, grow it in your own garden, take all that stuff into the kitchen, put in all, all that work and then watch everybody enjoy it is one of the most rewarding things a human could do. Yeah. Yeah, very true. And I know you see that on the daily basis with your company there, Craig, Yard to Table Creations. Um, more information, yard to, yard to table creations.com, correct? 
Yep. And, uh, you know, also on your Facebook, Yard to Table Creations. Instagram. Yep. Lots of great information. That's a great way to get a hold of Craig if you're looking for either his services or, you know, maybe, you know, you've seen what kind of events. You know, I know you do a lot of classes and seminars, too. They're all posted right there as well. Right, Craig? Yep, exactly. And then, you know, one thing about social media is that um, I like for people to use social media with me just to ask questions. Yeah. Advice is always free. You know, if you have a question, jump on there and ask me. I'm, I will answer it because that's this is a huge part of again taking your taking care of your community. You may not necessarily even live in the same state, but you still have a question. There should be a resource out there to ha- to get that question answered, and I like to do that as often as I can. So, awesome. any questions, post them up there. Awesome. Well, Craig, thank you very much for fitting us into your busy weekend. Hope all is well, and um, you know, have a good little uh, break right now between summer and fall, huh? Will do. You guys do the same. Thank you very much. All right. All right. Thank you, Bye-bye. Craig. All right. That is a great timing, Tiger, because it is time now to uh, end this segment. News coming up top of the hour here. Our friends on BizTalk Radio. And if your market carries our show, we are back at six minutes after. For those on Facebook Live, it's going to be a quick break. We'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Brian Main, John Bagnasker, Tiger Palafox, every week right here on Garden America. Stay with us. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Talk Radio. Welcome to Garden America. Six minutes after the hour where you are for the rest of us. And now we're just uh, kind of playing along here with whatever happens on Facebook Live. We don't play by the rules. We don't have uh, many restrictions, Tiger. John, we just kind of do our thing here on Garden America for those on Facebook Live. Just don't tell Facebook Live or the yeah. people on Facebook. Yeah, don't tell Mark. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't tell Mark. Don't exactly. Tell Mark. Anyway, welcome to the show. Good to have you along. Questions, comments, feel free to post them right there on our Facebook page. Don't forget our YouTube channel, Garden America Radio Show. Like and subscribe. And of course, our website, 
Very important. GardenAmerica.com. Just got a text from the FCC, Brian, and they say <laughs> that you'd better play by the rules. Oh, no. I knew a few people at the FCC. <laughs> so does John, John and Jack. I knew they're listening. Guys, you know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, so, um, you know, all this food talk, I've... You hungry? I am hungry. But, um, so, I've been super into trying to figure out what I my food is going to be. Meaning, you know, I mean... Yeah, you know, John, you're Italian, so Italian food kind of maybe right. maybe is your thing, right? Right. And and I, I'm the Mexican. The worst thing an Italian can ever experience, by the way, is running out to, of uh, extra virgin olive oil. No, to accidentally buy cilantro instead of Italian parsley. Parsley. Oh start. yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Right. <laughs> yeah, oh, that would be a no no. But um, you know, mine's Mex. I'm I'm Mexican, so you know, obviously there's a lot of Mexican food, but I just feel like in San Diego we're so saturated with so many Mexican foods, and I love it. Don't get me wrong, but it, it's kind of hard for me to kind of do a, a Mexican food thing that can be mine, Mexican food. But um, burgers have been something I've always like loved. I think burgers a great meal. Right. Um, I don't like fast food burgers as much, just because I've you know I, I kind of like maybe what we're talking about. They're just kind of more processed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've have this thought, and I'm it's going to be my new food. I figured is is burgers, but rather than having it be like the classic burger, cheese, lettuce, tomato, I'm going to infuse the burger, the meat, with a bunch of stuff, so you can just have the burger in the bun, but have it be super tasty with different flavors, like maybe like chimichurri, like Craig mentioned, but have it infused in the burger. So when you do the smash burger, it's more of a smash, not like a patty. Right. It's all in there. Kind of like a burrito is a self-contained lunch eating device. It's funny you bring that up because- I want that. There's a restaurant in town for many years, and I think they still serve it, where they have a char burger stuffed with cheese. Yeah. In other words, the cheese is, is in, in the it's burger, inside right. the burger, and, yeah. and there's nothing that says that you can't put other things no. in that burger and cook it. Onions, bell Absolutely. peppers, yeah, even you know some dried tomatoes. You now just... you said you had an air fryer, right? I do. Do you have an air fryer? We we might. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know Jesse does and uses it all. The it's time. changed our life. Yeah. Last night, in yeah. we have two air fryers, a big one and a small one. We made shrimp. And onion rings Ooh, last night. Yum. Okay, maybe not the healthiest, no. but again, it's air, it's air fry, yeah. so you're not getting the fried oil. A little oil. healthier. It's a little, a little healthier. healthier, but the taste is fantastic. We've cooked salmon, Such vegetables. You cook in an Such air fryer, crisp. people think you're a gourmet cook. Yeah. It's like when we went to John's house years ago, and he, and he served us... Uh, with that kind of a shrimp pasta. It was yeah. from Costco or and something, I said, wasn't it? I said, my gosh, John, I'm so impressed. And he let me go on and on and on. Right. And I got to give John credit. He goes... You know what? It's Bertolini. No, Bertolis <laughs> or Bertoli, whatever yeah. it was. But but Bertoli's the, the frozen. But I was. But the point is, is that in an air fryer, at least with our experience, the food tastes so good, yeah. and By you can way, do Carla what you're talking says about. What you're talking about. Yeah, it's called meatloaf. It is, <laughs> and I love meatloaf. You're so yeah. right. But a, 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 right? a meatloaf well, yeah. sandwich. There's a meatloaf sandwich is absolutely delicious, and yeah, yeah. and I am going to become a master of meatloaf, but not just meatloaf. That what you know, I'm going to incorporate different things into that meatloaf. I used to work with a guy, by the way, this little off topic, but uh, we'd go out to lunch. Every week we'd be going out to lunch, uh, the corporate people, and he'd be coming with us. He was an assistant buyer. Whatever restaurant we went to, he'd order meatloaf if they had it. Oh, good. And he never liked it. No. And um, 
And finally, after about two years, one of the guys said, you know, you just can't find anything that that tastes like your homemade meatloaf. He goes, oh, he says, my wife doesn't make good meatloaf. <laughs> he goes, well, what meatloaf do you like? And he goes, I've never tasted any I like. <laughs> Why do you keep ordering it? Well, really? he, so he kept thinking that eventually he'd find someone he, that he, he, he loved the idea yeah. of it. I don't know. He loved the idea. Now, there's of also it. turkey loaf or yes. turkey meatloaf, which Tra- Trader yeah. Joe's sells a good, good package of that, which we like. I've yeah. gotten into this habit the last month of eating the same thing every single day. Really? Yeah. Yeah, oh. it just—I don't know. Well, I you don't have your whole think. flavor thing yeah. working against you too. That's tough. I think I think I go through stages. I go through like I mean, in the morning I get up and I make uh, 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 meat or not meatloaf uh, uh, oatmeal. <laughs> okay, with uh, fresh raspberries, strawberries, and blueberries. Yum, and then. For lunch or dinner, I have a ham sandwich with uh, sprouted grain bread, avocados, lettuce. This and, is every day, and that's it. And that's then not some. A, not a bad diet. Some, yeah, that's why. But I don't have to think about what I'm going to eat. <laughs> I, I Here's the thing, that, 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 and, and, and that's that's good. A lot of people, though, like myself, all develop flavor fatigue. Where I eat something, a lot of it all the time, like John every day, and then I, right. go, I, don't, I don't want that anymore. I got that oh, little really? flavor fatigue going. It's like you know, I think that's exactly right. Since I don't get flavor fatigue, yeah, yeah, yeah you're like I don't. Opposite. I figure why, why do anything different? Yeah, yeah. I but I I I I can't do that. Same thing every day. No, no, I don't mind eating the same thing like like i'm a kind of guy that like you know you know how my my parents were the kind of people that would be like oh we had pizza for lunch we're not having pizza for dinner i i mean i could definitely have too much pizza for sure but i would never be like oh i'm not gonna eat pizza for dinner just because i had it for lunch you know know what you're speaking of mexican food i i think i could almost eat mexican food almost every day it's because every time it's different yeah and even when you have the same thing it's different it's a little different yeah because it's it's taco quesadilla burrito tostada it's all the same do you know how many millions of people in the world actually do what you're saying what eat mexican food every single day <laughs> well, that's true yeah. and you know some of the best places are those little hole in the walls that you well, discover the, all the best are, which yeah. which we have one close to us and it's like it's arturo runs it and we've known it we've known him for <laughs> 10 15 years and uh it's just the best it's just you go in there it's like bean and cheese burrito speaking of the same thing onions and cilantro and please grill the onions oh yeah and then wrap it up you need to grill the onions so good when they grilled onions I remember on our uh, honeymoon, we went. We were in Hawaii. We went to an Italian restaurant that was formerly a Mexican restaurant. Uh-huh. They kept the singer, <laughs> <laughs> so he would be That's up good. there singing yeah 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 and after yeah. Valari, right? But we, we did have the uh, the. Uh, red and white tablecloth, so it was kind of Italian. <laughs> Goodness, oh. but yeah. So, anyways, that's going to be my new thing. Is I think I'm going to start making burger patties, but more infused burger patties, and that way, they, because there's I'm, something not to do. Because 40 years ago, we were invited. Uh, I don't know if you you're probably too young to remember Taylor's Herb Garden in Vista. Mm. But he was the, I think at the time he might have been one of the largest uh, producers of potted herbs in the world. Really? Yeah. And uh, anyway, he invited us over and for uh, a cookout. And 
he made the exact type of hamburgers you're talking about. Yeah, with different herbs and stuff. Right. But when you bite into a hamburger with fresh rosemary pieces mm. in it, it's oh, horrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, just yeah. not good. Don't put in the, the rosemary pieces. You know, yeah. speaking of you, cooking. I mean, you the, can put them on top if you want and then take them off. Our sports station, the guys that do the morning show on our sports station, uh, one guy's Rich Ormberger. He used to play in the National Football League, played for the Patriots, Cardinals, and uh, Chargers. So he does a show here in town and he's into food. He's a big foodie guy. I mean, this guy talk about he's got cheat days he's got days where he diets but he's a big guy he loves to barbecue and he keeps bragging about this blowtorch that he has he bought a blowtorch on amazon uh-huh it's about probably five feet and to it make creme brulee well i guess, <laughs> I guess they're making a lot of it right a giant vat so what he does and they videotaped it they came in on thursday morning about five about five o'clock in the morning and they had a hibachi and they cook steaks and the last thing he does Syria. he takes that blowtorch and he just and huge. It looks like something the army would fight with, right? And he, for about maybe 15, 20 seconds on those burgers, he's got the medium rare inside. He's got a beautiful charred outside. Yeah. With this big blowtorch. Yeah. And he's, I mean, that's how into it he is. You know, yeah. it's like to him, it's like a big toy. <laughs> Well, it is a toy, right? Let's be real. Any anybody that barbecues, you're you're playing with a, right. a toy. Hey, we gotta take a break. Oh, it no. is break time here on Biz Talk Radio and Facebook Live. So do stay with us. I'm noticing uh, some great questions, comments on Facebook. So do stay with us. Brian Maine, along with John Bagnesco, Tiger Palafox. We are, and you know this by now. We are Garden America. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. on the Biz Talk Radio. This is last week's show, pre-recorded show. So thank you for tuning in and supporting our many sponsors. We do appreciate that. And uh, to you, Stephanie, at the network, we thank you for packaging our show, getting us on the air every week. Facebook Live, thank you for tuning in. We've covered a lot of topics today, a lot of subjects. Uh, it was good to have Craig on. Yeah. Good to have Tiger here. Good to have John here. <laughs> thank you for being here, Brian. <laughs> good to have me here. Yeah. 
Do you have any uh, harvesting you're doing at your house now, Tiger? Or things yes. that are ripe that you don't know what to do with? Elderberries. Cherry tomatoes. I mean, I. so here's the things that Elderberry I'm harvesting. Wine. Here's the thing that I'm harvesting. Elderberries, cherries, cherry tomatoes, lemons, oranges, plumeria flowers. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> they're, so, they're just so pretty. You know I can't what? let them go to waste. And, what do you do? You make a lay in the... Just put them out. John. Just put them out in the house. I, I was very premature, premature because it, those flowers now have doubled and tripled. And they last forever. You oh should my. send us a picture. Gosh, you want to you want a repeat picture? Uh, well, I do. I don't know. Uh, I'll yeah, have to yeah. see if it's news newsletter worthy. Um, but yeah, it's. I had no idea. I was you know I saw the one flower. I thought, oh my gosh, I've got. I've got to take a picture. Here. I will. It'll last longer, won't it? Yeah. I'm I'm going through to see if we have some questions, and I just saw the. Um, I think that's called meatloaf tiger. That is so funny. Dana wrote <laughs> yeah, a tiger Carla, burger. Right? And yeah. then Dana doesn't think I could eat Mexican food every day. Yeah, I think you'd get tired of it. Eventually, after yeah. maybe a month. That's would... the one thing I can't eat at all now is Mexican food. Because? I think because of what's in it. <laughs> what's, I guess why you couldn't eat any food. I guess so. <laughs> you don't have a good reaction or what? What's going on there? No, no. I, I I, uh, I can't think. Of, well, except for maybe I could eat a quesadilla. <laughs> This is this is funny. Something Sorry to interrupt, but um, Gina just wrote my herb and veggie garden is turning into a pollinator garden. I missed. I've missed harvesting. That is so funny when you when you just let things go to flower. Right. You know, go to go to you know the basil, cilantro. All of those things are starting to go to flower, and you miss the harvest. And now you're just like, oh, oh. But you I'll know, that's a go. good point. <laughs> that's a good point. If it does go to seed or to flower, don't cut it down. Let it be a, a pollinator, yeah, uh, garden, right? You know, let it let it do some good, yeah, for sure, yeah, and attract beneficial insects. I have uh, someone from Iowa uh, sent me a text. There's they're mailing some uh, some rose cuttings that they've rooted in their basement. Mm. And like I didn't even think of it. They, they said, "Just want to let you know that I had some troubles with uh, maybe white fly and and uh, aphids in my basement." <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> and I I hope that uh, basement. I th yeah, I think I cleaned them off. But the good news is that you won't have to worry about uh, Japanese beetles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Those the Japanese beetles. Uh, because it, we all call things differently. The Japanese beetles are those green, big ones, and they're kind of shiny, right? Oh well, or, we don't have Japanese beetles okay. in California. You're talking about fruit beetles. So you call or, them fruit beetles, or, then, or fig beetles, and then they call the June bugs are the smaller, more brown, right? Brown beetle, right? right. The flies around drunk. Yeah, no, that's the fruit, fruit fig beetle, fig beetle. That, oh, I see, is, I, I see is, them all over is, the place. And I was just going to comment on them. They always look like they have no clue where they're going. Exactly. And you know what? They, <laughs> I'm not. A, I don't usually scream like a girl. <laughs> but if I'm not ready for one of those, and I turn around and it's right there, because you're right, you can hear it coming like a jet. The fact that they don't know where they're going or appear they have no direction, I don't trust them. You know, a fly, you know, you can trust. A bee, yeah. okay. These things are just so haphazard. Go and right they in your face. Buzz loud, and it's like, get out of here. Any <laughs> Remember Bruce saying that he used to uh, tie strings. He would super glue them to fishing line. Yeah, 
My dad used to say you used to tie string to the leg, uh-huh. and they used to fly them around. Hmm. Yeah, and I did it well, once or twice. You know twi- what? I did on it once or twice ca- as a kid. On both ca- accounts, that's good fatherly advice. Yeah, yeah. You I know? did it once or twice as a kid. It's kind of fun for a minute. But they all come out this time of year too. Yeah. And what are they called? Well, fig what, fig call? beetle. Those are fig, fig beetles? beetles. Fruit beetles. There's not a yeah. fig a hundred miles from my house. No. Well, that's why they're driving around or flying around so crazily, just looking like I need a fig. Where? Where? But yeah, you, you think flies are you know haphazard when they fly? Yeah. Yeah, no. I've so, always thought that now that you bring it up, is what sense is there to a fly buzzing? Like, what are you doing? What, what is your What is your goal? Yeah, that what's day? your goal? And and I figured the same for butterflies. You don't really know what you're doing, do you? I mean, you're going in all different directions. I mean, you just figure no sooner purpose. or later you're going to bump into something. Yeah, sooner or later, yeah, whatever it is you no, think you're doing. No, a bird goes it, exactly where it wants to go. And they talk about how these things all have wonderful vision and sense of smell yeah. and all this stuff. But yeah, like you say, like they bump, they bump into a wall. You know what? I love dragonflies. They still amaze me. Oh, yeah. They're pretty. Yeah, they are. And there's something I didn't, I didn't uh, look at yet, but there was some little small little documentary on the biology of, of a dragonfly, just how amazing it is with the way they are and really? their biological makeup. Yeah. They got four wings, right? Yeah, four yeah. wings. Yeah. Hey, Jan and Brett would mentions that she's lucky that um, they have you picks all around them. So you oh, really? go pick your own fresh vegetables. Wow, that's nice. Which are, I think some there's some of those in a lot of those in North County too. Yeah. For fruits and things like that. But Gina had mentioned that she liked what they did they do in um England where they have the allotments. allotments. And she was thinking, Gina mentioned, you know, they should attach those to parks here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, have allotments around parks. Yeah. And, and and the one thing that they do really well with the allotments in the UK versus here, because there's a lot of community gardens here. I mean, maybe not a lot in the sense No, but of, you see them. I've you, seen them you, around. You see them. Yeah. But um, the allotments in the UK also are a little bit almost like a farmer's market where they actually distribute a lot of stuff out of the allotment, mm-hmm. where the community gardens here are more based for you to use as your own garden, mm-hmm. but they don't always have the the sharing aspect of it, where you know I think that the, in the UK, there's much more, people do it to share the food as well right you know here here well, it's I, like you i think you, they get together too and they kind of plan it out like i'm gonna right. grow this you grow that yes so that way they don't have everybody growing tomatoes right. at this one allotment right yeah so you don't have you know tons of zucchini that we <laughs> right you know we can only make so much zucchini bread yeah. did you say that your larger tomatoes didn't really do that well this yeah year? not this year and same with me really same thing yeah yeah the one that you gave me yeah i forget yeah they kind of start to come to fruition yeah, I had like two tomatoes off of it, and then after that, it kind of like but petered the, out. The cherry tomatoes, wow, yeah. prolific. Yeah, um, but yeah, and then oh, you know the and then the thing that people need to also consider that you know I talked about plumeria harvesting. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that, you know, we don't eat that. You know, but it's nice to have. Um, I planted a um, eucalyptus 
a form that's more of a bush. I, we've got to go to a okay. break because I can tell this is ramping up to a yeah. good story. It's not going to be a quick in and out. So we want <laughs> not to just the, a story, but a good story. But a good story. Yeah. Want to hear the whole thing? So that means we have to take a break for our friends on Biz Talk Radio. Those on Facebook Live, stay with us. We're going to come right back. Uh, Tiger's going to talk about what eucalyptus. Uh, yep. Okay. So do stay with us. And again, plenty of time for those on Facebook. Questions, comments, right there on our page. We're going to take a break for our friends on Biz Talk Radio. Stay with us. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. for tuning in and making us a part of your weekend every week. We kick things off at uh, six minutes after the hour, six after eight on the uh, Pacific Coast, Eastern Time Zone, of course. That would be 11.06. And then those on Mountain and Central, you can figure it out from there. Uh, don't forget we've got our... Uh... <laughs> you guys are out of luck. Just figure it <laughs> exactly. out. Do the math. And of course, it's our website, GardenAmerica.com. Please visit it and uh, like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Garden America Radio. All right, Tiger. You know, the time zones get confusing, though, because some people practice daylight savings, some people don't, and all this other it's stuff. It's all different kinds of religions. <laughs> you you practice daylight savings. <laughs> you don't. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. Um, so before the break, we we're talking about it's not just food harvesting, right? You, know, you right. can have flowers, which are obvious, roses, orchids. You know, I talk right. about plumerias. Um, but then there's the foliage plants, eucalyptus. Um, you know, you mentioned rosemary. Rosemary is a great plant to just kind of harvest and have inside the home, whether using it herbally or just aroma in the home is another way to do it as well. You know, we talked about making an oil out of it. Um, you know, there's other things that attribute to like maybe an arrangement. A bird of paradise is a real common plant that we have here in Southern California. Right. One, right. I, I think one of the ways when I when I was early in the landscaping um, of when I was actually out there landscaping more instead of one, telling people what to do. Exactly. One of the things I used to do was pick some of their flowers when I saw they had an abundance and I would just leave like a little arrangement for them. Kind of like Craig does with fruits, um, where he goes to people's homes and harvest their fruits. When I was landscaping, I'm like, Oh, they got a bunch of bird of paradise or a bunch of these. And I would just leave them little flower arrangements because you know, it's in the garden and it's one way to enjoy it, but bring it on inside the house and put it in a vase. Why not? So and you would do that for them. Yeah. I would just harvest some of their, you know, and then you can make things like with the palm leaves or with the banana leaves, you could make arrangements. You would weave the little baskets for them. No, no. What if we weave the basket? But you know, you could, you know, if you go online and just search flower arrangements, and even if you were to type in the plants that you have in your own garden, 
there's very creative ways people use those in arrangements and you would have never have thought to do that yourself. So, you know, it's sometimes it's just a matter of using something to bring a little bit of beauty into the house. John, tell Tiger what you used to do with banana peels back in the 60s. Banana peels? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> people used to smoke banana, banana peel? And get, and get a high off a banana. Off of a peel? Well, I'm not sure if it was the peel. There was some. There was part something that they would do harvesting it. The and, most the most poisonous part of a banana is the peel. There you go, really? right there. They were probably smoking yeah. the peel. Yeah. I would never do it because you know why. It's not appealing to it's me. It's Not appealing. <laughs> yeah. When's the last time you actually saw somebody in real life slip on a banana peel and hit the back? <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen that. No. I don't see too many banana peels. I, I should do that one time just out in front of the nursery. Well, put a perfectly set banana peel just then, sitting right there in the side. Whoa, whoa. See how people react yeah. to it. Did you ever know anybody who had a dog that was actually named Rover? No. Again. Never. Again. <laughs> I'm going to lose my train of thought. That's why I want to stop right there. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, what were you just talking about? Oh, I was uh, things to cut. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, some of my wife's favorite plants for doing that uh, that you you wouldn't normally think of um, are dwarf chefflera, the chefflera arboricola, the variegated ones. Yeah, she would love because they last a long time too, right? Mm -hmm. She liked that, and she liked um, snowbush, the viburnum. No, no, the. the Hawaiian snowbush. Snow oh, the Brainia. Brainia. Yes. Yeah. Oh, those are pretty. Yeah. So, as a matter of fact, I'm just thinking now I need to plant one of those for her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, there's things aside from the um, the edible aspect of it that's time to harvest, too. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can plant those and have them in the yard. And, you know, it's fun to have. Just something a little different. You know, it's interesting, speaking of that, because we have several roses that are now in bloom. So I want to leave them out long enough in the patio and yeah. in the front area. But then I go, yeah, there's going to be time I want to cut it and bring it in and yeah. enjoy it. It's that it's that balance. Okay, you've been out there for a couple of days. You're starting to bloom. You're going to get cut. I'm going to bring you in. Um, have some uh, Pope John Paul the last couple of weeks. Very oh, yeah. fragrant. Um, get a lot of roses on that. Gosh, that's I've had that for like probably 10 years. Here's a Gina has an idea for you, Brian. She says cherry tomatoes look great in flower arrangements. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, right? There you go. There is that one. Um, it's a salonum, right? The pumpkins, the little pumpkins that come out. Oh, yeah. It's an eggplant. An eggplant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're right where it's little pumpkins on pumpkins a stick. Pumpkins on a stick, right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I would like to grow one of those. I would too. Well, we sold them one year, I think, when we had our online store. They're fun. I should get some of those. I think I can only find them in seed now. Because the only time you ever see them is already cut yeah, in the fall. Yeah, it's too late. I've yeah. seen plants that come from maybe like those, the old nurserymen's exchange place. Uh-huh. What's that called now? Fox, Fox, Fire, not Firefox. Fox? Is Firefox Fox? is a search engine. Yeah. <laughs> For rocket Farms. Rocket Farms, right. Rocket yeah, anyway, I've seen those in the fall, but by the time you get them and they're fruiting, yeah. they're, they're annuals and they don't they really die. look that good. Yeah. Yeah. You're buying a dead plant. So you could plant those from seed. Yeah. All right. Okay, I guess we're done. Do, do we have <laughs> no, any questions? I feel like we've got we've got the rest of this like segment and one more. I want to make sure we're caught up on the, uh, the questions. I think we are. Lenore asked, is this the heat? I was going to uh, mention that I've been communicating uh, by email with uh, Anita Clevenger, who maybe we should have her on the... I think we might have had her on the radio once. She used to be in charge of the Rose 
uh, garden at the, or deeply involved anyway with the Rose Garden at this uh, Sacramento Historic City Cemetery, which had just like a world famous rose garden and the city decided you know we need to get rid of all these roses in the cemetery yeah so they they virtually destroyed the garden within the last two years three years but anyway she was asking me uh she has some roses that she knows i'm involved in rose preservation and saving roses and one of the things she asked me was uh do you have room for ramblers uh because i know a lot of people that want to Save rambling roses, which, first of all, I don't, even though I have three and a half acres, I don't have anywhere to put ramblers. If there was a rose you wanted, you'd find a place. I told her I would take this one because she described it to me, and I go, okay, it's really rare. I need it. But there's a a rose I got from England. It was the first time it came to the United States called Betty Sheriff, which is a, a rambling rose. And I had it in a pot, and I thought, what the heck am I going to do with this? It's starting to grow too fast. It outgrew a five-gallon pot. And and I had a eucalyptus tree in my backyard that came up as a weed. And I kept thinking, I need to pull that out. I need to pull it out. <laughs> well, once it was 10 feet tall, it was yeah. too big to pull out. So I thought, what am I going to do? I said, I know. I'll plant this rose right next mm-hmm. to the eucalyptus. So now I have a 30-foot eucalyptus and a 20-foot rose growing up. Wow. wow. But I can't plant eucalyptus all over my property. No. So I just I don't have room for rambling roses. Plus, virtually all rambling roses are once bloomers. Oh. And if you live in um, Fairbanks, <laughs> Once bloomers, great because you got a short season. Fairbanks yeah. Ranch or Fairbanks, Alaska. Fairbanks, Alaska. <laughs> so, what what differentiates a rambling rose to other roses? It's a rampant climber. Okay, and usually once blooming. And they can have different things in their background, like uh, Rosa gigantea is uh, often in the background of some of those roses. And from the Latin name, Gigantia. means very small. <laughs> yeah. Poquito. It's, yeah. It's, it's just gigantic. So yeah. as a matter of fact, one of those type roses, uh, Tiger saw what can happen yeah. when we were in England. England. It's, uh, the Kipsgate. The Kipsgate rose. Such a, such a large rose that it's world famous for that one push. I think they didn't see it from space. <laughs> <laughs> you could just about. But I almost bought you one for Christmas. They actually sell it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. That would have been awesome. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah, not sure that, where would you put it? Just in in my canyon. Just let it take over my whole canyon area. It has to be watered, though. That's fine. I'll give water to it. All right. Yeah. How's your uh, Peggy Martin roast going? Growing like crazy. I finally it, have one. water just to make sure the stories are true. Exactly. <laughs> I have a fish. I have a tank around it that right. just keeps it underwater. Yeah. I'm, uh, I finally have one up to size where I'm going to plant. Really? Because I've been growing them for the auction every year. Yeah. And uh, this year, I, instead of putting it in the auction, I think I'll put it in the ground. I was going to say, if you ever need a mother stock plant, I have it for sure. We're going to take a break right now. We have uh, one more segment 
after this one, and that's it. So stay with us. Those on Facebook Live, questions, comments, Biz Talk Radio, thank you for tuning in every week. This is a pre-recorded show, just to make sure you know we're not live, last week's show. But again, you can watch us live. Go to our Facebook page, Garden America Radio Show, 8 o'clock in the West Coast, Eastern Time Zone, 11 o'clock. Coming up after these breaks on Biz Talk Radio. listening to us at a different time uh, could be streaming could be digital could be uh, anywhere could be our facebook page could be our uh, website could be a uh, youtube we're everywhere tiger can't yeah. get away from us and that's the key we have podcasts which we also download each and every week as well my um, neighbor made me think of you the other day john um i have a new neighbor and he has this area in she the yard. made you think of me yeah he, he did Just stop what you're doing and think of john <laughs> yeah because i'm um, not gonna let you go until you do <laughs> forced me to but um uh i have a new neighbor and they're they have this area of the yard it's about 40 or 50 feet long by about 30 feet wide it was just dirt before my old neighbor just never really did anything with it and my new neighbor's like i i I want something down there so he's weighing the pros and cons of grass um you know different types of grass and he was like hey what do you think about carapia i'm like Carapia would be great there. I go, the one thing you got to worry about in a large area of Carapia like that is just the bees. Right. Has, has a couple dogs and obviously, you know, for your own sake. And um, yeah, you don't want to walk on Carapia barefoot. No, 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 no. How you'll, did he come up be, with that? He has a little bit of knowledge, right? Well, no, you know, when you start the do, doing the uh, research on lawn substitutes or lawns. That, that's going to pop up. It's a, gonna, a ground cover kind of, right? Yeah, it's going to pop up. It's a, it's a very low-growing, low-water, fast-repairing uh, ground cover. Everything people want. Yes, um, but it does get flowers within bees. And, you know, and then in the research, we found that, you know, if you mow it, you can eliminate the flowers a lot, which would then eliminate a lot of the bees um you know i'm not sure about that because i have a big patch of carapia from just planting a few little uh-huh. segments and it's my guess is it's lower than an inch like maybe a half inch okay and, and so if you mow thousands it, it won't of flowers mow, it won't mow the flowers no yeah really? never would okay yeah. So, I mean, what maybe if it, if it, mine never gets any water. So maybe that's why it's that low. Maybe what you're saying, stressed. yeah, it, what you're saying, if it got high enough yeah. and then you went over it with a mower, it would cut off the flowers. I was going to say that's a very low because I've seen a lot of carapia. As a matter of fact, the uh, property I'm going up to, to Temecula today for is for a carapia issue. I've got to go check it out. Well, where I took my carapia from, the carapia was probably about two feet tall. Uh-huh. So I, yeah, I know it does you get grow water to it. It might yeah, grow thicker, I, which I, then if you right. mow it, but, um, you know, so, so it just got me, you know, because John has been a big fan of not a, I wouldn't say a fan, but you've also been looking for these 
low growing, water tolerant uh, substitutes. Yeah, because well. they have a lot of hillsides. Yeah, and so um, so I was going to ask. You know, okay, good to know that maybe more water, it grows higher, which mm-hmm. means that maybe when you do mow it, you can eliminate the flowers. Right. Um, but it's also virtually survived on no water. Yeah, the area where it is right now, I never water. Uh, it does, when I turn on the sprinklers, does get uh, in the winds blowing. Some of the wind will blow there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I started out watering it because I wanted it to spread, and then I just... You know, had other things that needed water, and I just didn't have time to do it. So, now, how long has it been established? I last fall, I I stuck four cuttings in the ground. Wow, that were about six inches long, and all four of them rooted. And now the area is probably ten feet by fifteen feet. So six months it got established right. because i mean you right. did last fall and right. then by this summer you haven't been watering at all it's already right. established right wow that's pretty good yeah yeah hey carla wants to change the subject a little she read the uh, newsletter and i had put an article in there on Cana- catalina island catalina uh-huh. island used to be a place that used to the mobsters would hang out wait what did you say you used to be a, a haven for uh Anyway, she said... No, in the article, it said it used to be a place for... Who was it? Refresh my memory. Uh, Let me ask ask her a question first. Okay. Okay. She says um, that uh, John Banning is mentioned in there, right? In the article. And she said that the street behind her house, the Connie, Connie wanted to make it a major road across the Santa Ana River. She lives in Huntington Beach. And uh, it was called the Banning Ranch Project. And she wondered if it was the same as the Banning family that is uh, was in the article. Mm. And my guess is probably yes, because Banning, California was named after Phineas Banning. Yes. And Phineas Banning is also uh, known as the father of the Port of Los Angeles. Oh. It's got to be the same family. Yeah. Yeah. He used to be a stagecoach owner. Yeah. Involved in a lot of things. Now, let's get back to Catalina. <laughs> industrious. Who, who used to hang out You know out the, there? Ca- the casino? That, okay. A, a yes. lot of people... Um, a lot of people are disappointed when they go to the casino. Because <laughs> it's not a casino. Catalina, because it's not a casino. <laughs> a casino is just a big building, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And it can be used, and this one's used for... Theater, is it? Yeah, theater, concerts, yeah. things right. like that. Uh, yeah. But no slot machines. No. no not I'm sure Canada. there must have been... Uh, there were uh, Native Native Americans on Catalina for years, right? You th- I don't now, know. there's buffalo there. There used to be wild buffalo on the island. I don't think well, they're wild. I mean, they are wild well, now, I mean, but they were brought to, there. Yeah, yeah, they were brought yeah. there by right. by Wrigley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, Wrigley, Wrigley, absolutely. Gum, yeah. chewing gum. Yep. The same yeah. Wrigley family. Him and, him and Hearst, their fat infatuation with Buffalo, had to have it wherever they were. Because Hearst brought a bunch of Buffalo up to his well, San Simeon Not castle. just Buffalo. He oh, has giraffes he and oh, all kinds of Oh, zebras. Yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. amazing, isn't yeah. it, what that guy did? Yeah. And now they just roam around the area. Yeah. You know, very, the state- does upkeep but they're not introducing anything but they're also not removing anything you know how people are really stupid sometimes <laughs> no like like let's take yellowstone park as an example oh, there's no. a lot of free roaming buffalo yeah and animals. yeah I saw so the these people they just walk up to these buffalo that's so scary like 
like it's your dog. Yeah. And these buff, they don't like that. And no. I saw a couple of videos of Buffalo chasing these kids around, chasing adults around. Ah, people are screaming and stuff. It's like, what do you think? Yeah. Leave them alone. Yeah. Look at it from a distance. People don't think because they're not, it's not something you're not familiar with. Right. Yeah. Thank well, you. You're right. I remember that, my first cool. trip yeah, out it's good. from Michigan to, Ooh, we make it quick, John. to California. I got a, I had a Polaroid camera, wanted mm-hmm. a picture of a moose. Well, those Polaroid cameras. You have to be three feet away. Yeah. And I got really close. <laughs> and I, you know, it wasn't until later I realized that was really a stupid thing to do. I got probably within, like Tiger said, close to three feet, oh, maybe goodness. four or five feet. We have to go. Thank you, John. On that note, uh, going to be a quick exit. Thank you for tuning in. We'll do it again next week right here, Facebook Live. Uh, one week delay in BizTalk Radio. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Brian Main. My uh, good buddy, Tiger Palafox. My good buddy, John Bagnasco. We'll do it again next week. Be safe and be back right here with your friends on Garden America. Take care.